So, the big question is this. How are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. Please like, share, and subscribe to get new episodes, videos, and other updates. Hello, and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. As always, I'm your host, Manu Jagarwal, and today I'll be talking to Dr. Carla Mary Manley, uh, who is a clinical psychologist and a wellness expert from California. And uh, she has agreed to talk to us about a very important topic, which is um, the feeling of uh, fear. And she is an expert in actually deriving joy from fear, so which is a, which is a very uh, interesting topic. So we'll talk to her about that and see how we can not only overcome our fears, but actually derive joy from them. Um, so welcome, uh, uh, Dr. Carla. Uh, we are very excited to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, all right. So uh, before we get started, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, uh, give us a little bit of an overview of your background and experience. Sure. I'm a clinical psychologist. My background is is really varied. I was in the business realm of um, property investments for a long time, almost two decades. So I have a wealth of business experience, a little bit of law school in my hip pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love the idea of taking psychotherapy Mm -hmm. and blending it with the business realm because business is where we make our money, right? Business is how we afford to clothe ourselves and our families and put a roof over the heads and good food in the mouth right and so it's so important in that realm and this I've learned this through my life progression of how important it is to know what we're doing in business to have our eye on that ball but not make our world everything about business because if we have all the money in the world and all the wealth and the fame and we don't have love and balance what do we have I mean what are we working for then and so that brought me as I was writing joy from fear the book that just released I really tried to make it a book that would be compelling to people on a personal level which is where we start from from inside the spirit so not just personal but something where you could then take that knowledge and in, and use it to create more efficacy more passion in your business life or in whatever way you're contributing to the outside world whether that's business or volunteering or raising amazing children but to be able to really move through life in an empowered joyful way yeah, awesome. That's great. Um, okay, so uh, very interesting background. Now uh, let's uh, start with the uh, start with the basics. So, how uh, do you define joy and fear? You know, um, we all know it's, it's these are basic emotions, but I'd like to hear from your point of view as an expert. Uh, how do you define them? Uh, such a good question because it's it's the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's important for us to realize that fear has a really good side, a very constructive side. And that's 
realistic fear, the fear that says, wait, there's a rattlesnake, you know, move to the other side of the road. Hey, my tire's wobbling. That's a sign that I need to go into the gas station. I'm afraid there's going to be an accident. That is all realistic fear and really good fear from the primitive survival instinct. That's a wonderful fear. What happens is so much we lose sight of what's a realistic fear and we live in a world of unrealistic fears, what I call irrational fears. Uh And so if we're looking at how we're producing in a tech environment, in a business environment, how could irrational fear hold us back? Let's say you're doing a job in the tech industry where you're not happy with it. You'd rather be in a different sector, but something's telling you, uh, you better stay where you are. You better keep doing what you're doing. And part of you is going, oh, but I'm choking. I hate what I'm doing. I want, and the voice comes in and says, no, you know, you won't have enough money. You won't be good in this other area. So that is what I call irrational fear, destructive fear, fear that comes up to keep us stuck to keep us from being our most passionate, fulfilled, productive person. Because I'm a believer that if money is your thing and you want to make more money, well, you'll make the most money or have the most success, whatever that means to you. When you're coming from passion, from good heart, from good spirit, me, I'm not a particularly money motivated person, right? So I have to work on that part sometimes. Um, but for people who that's really important to them and there's no judgment about it, it's about noticing what's holding you back. And often it is that voice, sometimes a voice that is actually afraid of success, yeah. a voice that says, stay here in this box, stay in this little place where you're safe and comfortable. Yeah. And, and familiar, and familiar with this. Yeah. Are you? Uh, no, no, I mean, no, I mean, I'm just, um, because I, I went through similar uh, similar experiences, and so you know that that uh, fear of losing um, the familiarity with the situation is also is also holding you back, right? Like the the, the lack of excitement about the unknown. Absolutely, you've got a really key piece, and that piece. I'm so glad you said that because it's what I call being comfortably uncomfortable Mm, we're in this space we don't like it but it's familiar so we're just gonna stay and even though we don't like the boss or we don't like the job we're just gonna stay because we're comfortable Mm -hmm. even if we're uncomfortable but if we had a scale clearly the comfort is a little more than the discomfort so it's about starting to listen to that voice acknowledge that voice acknowledge what it's telling us and then moving to what i call constructive fear the part of the psyche your psyche my psyche everybody who's listening your psyche wants you to be the best most incredible version of yourself mm-hmm. i just have no doubt of that mm-hmm. the world doesn't need more robots the world needs more people who love what they're doing yeah. and whatever that is and so um it's about listening to the constructive side the side that says yeah you're familiar with this i get it i understand it but you're not happy but you're not living your dream, but you're not waking up every day going, wow, I can't wait to do this. I was talking to a woman the other day. She reminds me of me. I can't wait to go to sleep at night, me, because I can't wait to go to sleep so I can get refueled so that I can wake up 
and do what I want to do because I'm so excited about the next day. And she's in the computer industry. And she was saying that she can't wait to wake up in the morning. She loves what she does. Her job is about helping other people through technology create, you know, greater press and, and awareness around whatever it is their project is. And that's what I think when I run into someone like that, I'm saying, yes, that's what we all would like to do. We sometimes get stuck and don't know how to do it. No. So when we listen to the destructive fear and let it get us stuck, then we get stuck there. Mm-hmm. So the goal is listen to the destructive fear. No, it's there. No, we don't have to stay there. Start listening to the voice of constructive fear, the one that's telling you, you can do this, you want more, it's okay to be uncomfortable, it's okay to be a little unfamiliar, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then here's the third part, and this is so important because without it, we don't shift. It's what I call transformational fear. And transformational fear is, it's like the entire message of my new book, Joy from Fear. Mm -hmm. It's about taking step one and step two and action. Mm -hmm. Doing the action, knowing we're scared. Okay, it's okay to be scared. But doing the action, doing what we need to do to transform our lives. Mm -hmm. And not jumping over the cliff, but doing it in a stepwise fashion. Goals and micro goals under it, always doing that one step at a time. And I can speak to that in my life. You think I got my doctorate like overnight? No, I was working full time in an industry I didn't like, in one that didn't fuel me while I was reading and studying and doing all of that on nights and weekends. And that's what I'd like listeners to be able to understand is success as much as we think it is overnight or a quick fix or a quick pill. True Mm -hmm. success, which comes from also working on this heart space, this amazing place of your personal power. Mm -hmm. That's where we, that's part of the journey, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, You you touch upon a very important topic that I always uh, talk about is action. You know, people... People get paralyzed and they, or they start dreaming about uh, things which may happen, but they don't take action. So, you know, even taking smaller actions uh, is very important. So, so yeah, that's um, very good advice. Uh, now, uh, how how do one, uh, you know, get to a state of mind where they are comfortable with this? You know, it's it's um, it's sort of uh, you know, it's easy to say that. You know, you, you can overcome your fears and put them aside and, you know, move forward. But, you know, it, it sometimes is a, is a scary thing to leave a job or leave, a, you know, a, a steady paycheck or, uh, you know, a leave a relationship which is not uh, fruitful. How do you, how, how do you uh, advise people to get into that state of mind and trust that everything will be okay if they take uh, certain actions? It's such a good question. And what I tell people, it's one of the reasons that in my book, I give so many exercises Uh because it is important for us to understand the messages that are holding us back. Uh And most of those messages, I'm not big on going back and blaming our parents. There's no use in blaming anyone. (laughs) I am really big on understanding what makes me tick what makes you tick, what makes you afraid. And so some of that is um, 
really a process of create, creating greater self-awareness. Mm. So last time I'm going to mention my book is if you buy that book, not much money, you will find a stepwise approach that you can follow to help you understand what the dynamics are inside of you that are holding you back. So now, what can I offer today, right here, right now, to help you get a taste of that? Mm -hmm. Really good case example, and, and these are really helpful, is a young man uh -huh. that I worked with who was knew that he wanted to do something with his life. Uh -huh. But his dad had said early on, you need to be a doctor. You are going to be a doctor. I'm a doctor. You're a doctor. You know, you are going to be a doctor. And so the little kid was raised. He's now, you know, in his third or fourth decade of life. I don't want to give much away. But he listened and he studied and he was going to be just like dad because dad was his superpower, his superhero, right? As well as being his superpower, what he thought. But then he did all of this studying and learning and got into medical school. And he just said, this isn't for me. I like playing my guitar. I like surfing. I like, you know, doing this and that. I want to have a family. I want to have a balanced life, not the life my dad had where we almost never saw him, where is this sort of Superman out in the sky. So what he realized was as although he was well on his way, to a very successful, lucrative life that has, you know, high level of esteem. We esteem our doctors, right? And we hold them in esteem. And what he realized is the price he was paying, not that he couldn't be a doctor and also be a surfer and an artist and all of this, but what he realized that that wasn't what his passion was. He was trying to live his father's passion. So he had to uncover, and this is what I would tell listeners to do, start uncovering your internal messages. If you're unhappy or stuck in your life, See if you can go back again, not judging mom and dad. Just don't spend time judging. It's no, it's no help. You know, just go back and say, what were the messages I learned? Did I learn I always had to be busy? Did I learn I was worthless if I wasn't an A plus? Did I learn that creativity wasn't important and that left brain logical was everything, right? And as you learn what these internal messages are, your narrative, it's your psychic narrative. Yeah. Once you learn that and not judge it, yeah. right? Again, you'll keep hearing me say, don't judge it. It doesn't do any good to judge. Good. Just be curious about it. Make it your friend. Yeah. And notice, this is really important, notice when it feels free and when it feels toxic. And so you'll learn that your body is actually, your spirit is speaking to you. Just like if I offer, I'm a vegetarian. Somebody offers me meat, I'm going to go, ugh, right? Somebody offers me raspberries, I'm going to be going, ah, or tofu, yeah, right? It's the same way with everything in life. Yeah, yeah. When you're on the right path for you, not what mom or dad or brother or sister or wife or husband or boyfriend or girlfriend want, but when you're on the right path for you, your body will tell you, your mind will tell you. And again, keeping this in the business industry, and it's funny because business is just part of life, right? It's the part of life that allows us, as I said earlier, to have the home 
and the clothes and the food, but when you realize we want all aspects of our life to be balanced and integrated and learning, like when I was in the business world and in, in working with property and property investment, yeah, yeah. every fiber of me, same with law school, every fiber of me was saying, no, this isn't you. <laughs> You're meant to be in a healing profession. But I listened to my very well-meaning father who said, but you're so smart. You are so smart. You've got to do something with your life yeah, that yeah. is about money, that is about power. And my little voice inside of me was saying, but spreading love is power. Doesn't that matter? Healing is power. But I let the Superman voice overcome. And so it's about coming back. So, you know, every listener, there's a part of you that knows what you want to be. And even though it's scary, you think it wasn't scary for me to upend my life? I had to have that conversation with myself like you asked earlier. We all worry about paying bills, especially if we have kids and people depending on us. What do we do? And I asked myself this very real question. I said, do you want to live this life? Would you be happy living under a bridge? If you leaving this life meant you had to live under a bridge, would you be willing to do that? And I was so surprised when this, not little, but big voice inside me said, yes, I'd prefer the bridge to this life, which was a fairly comfy life, right? And so we all have that moment of truth and there's no judgment. Somebody may say, I'm not willing to risk everything or I can't risk everything, in which case your approach may be to stay where you are and accept it and do the best you can. Or your approach may be to take tiny little steps closer and closer to that, which gives you joy. And mine, again, it was mine was more of a stepwise approach. I didn't jump, but I was willing to say to myself, of course, I have to admit, I knew my mom would never let me live under a bridge. I mean, I knew that. In my heart, I knew that. But I also had to be willing to know if I was willing, if push came to shove, was I really willing to do that? I also know myself that I would, I'm resourceful enough to not live under a bridge. Yeah. But I think it's so important for us to have honest conversations with the self because when we're honest and we know what our limitations are and don't judge them, then we can begin to build the new life at the pace that works for us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, So you brought up a very good point about having a conversation with yourself. So, you know, trying to listen to yourself um unfortunately what i have noticed is people tend to do that generally when they are in some sort of a big trouble and they call for you know higher power or um uh, or or some external help otherwise um and and i'm not you know i'm not saying people are to be blamed because there's so much being thrown at us right every moment of uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know through social media through uh television radio like a, a whole bunch of um, information is being thrown at us and uh, our minds are overloaded. So our inner voice sometimes gets buried. So uh, first of all, do you, do you uh, see that um, when you work with other people? And secondly, if you do, uh, what are some of the tools do you recommend or techniques you recommend to uh, overcome that noise and sort of start to listen to yourself? Okay. It's a, re- it's a beautiful question. 
because you're right, our world is so filled with chatter and busyness mm -hmm. that it is hard sometimes to slow down. And so what I tell, and you're right, we get so busy that often it's only in a time of crisis yeah. that we say, we find our higher power, right? All of a sudden, he's our best friend. Yeah. Hey, you know, I haven't talked to you for a year, right? Yeah. And so no matter, I tell people, I lead meditation once a week. And when I lead meditation, I say, hey, whatever your higher power is, yeah. be it God, Buddha, Allah, Yahweh, be it Gaia, be it the power of science, nature, whatever it is, tap into that power every day, every day. And I'll tell you the way that I think is most effective. Yeah that because technology is such a big presence in our lives yeah. and technology isn't good or, or bad, we use it in a bad way often. We use it in a way where we're no longer looking at our loved one in that phase where like our heads down here and kind of like thinking that we're paying attention or we're not. And we're out to dinner and everyone at the table's on their cell phone instead of talking, right? And so it's the idea, use your technology wisely put it in your car, leave it, you know, plugged outside your bedroom at night, make a better relationship with technology rather than letting technology run you use it wisely. So here's the way I get in touch with my higher power and really, really allow myself to hear my inner voice mm -hmm. is to make a date with myself every morning. When I wake up, instead of grabbing my cell phone, I leave it, you know, on its charger, I get up, I sing, I go around the house saying my gratitudes, right? I get in my Zen space, I put on very kind music, very gentle music, I make my herbal tea, all the while staying in my zone, no technology. You're really being aware of my environment. So now you can notice I've created the space where my thoughts can talk to me. Where I can listen to my body and say, oh, you know, I'm feeling good or I need to do some stretching. And I'm not saying that this has to take you an hour. This can be five minutes. I'm meditating while I'm brushing my teeth, right? Yeah. So it's the idea of create these pockets of time. And ideally, you can find one breakfast, lunch, and dinner or bedtime. But the idea is start to make friends with your higher power, with yourself, again, whatever the higher power is. It can be nature. It can be whatever you want it to be. Whatever allows you to know that you deserve being grounded and mindful. And the reason this time is so important is it's the time you get to check in on, on with yourself and say, okay, this is how I'm doing today. Maybe I'm a little sluggish, so maybe I need a little cat nap around lunch. Or maybe I'm feeling wildly energetic and this is the day to put out 20 resumes, right? Or whatever it is. You know, maybe this is the day to, you know, do a little creativity with my music. Yeah. And it is those times. Otherwise, I look at it like this. We are like ducks on top of a plump pond and we can make it look all peaceful, but our feet are under there, you know, going and we're just treading water. And when we're in that treading water space, we have no time to check in with the self and say, how am I doing on my journey? Am I feeling more like I'm going forward? And again, staying with the business world, I'm really a big believer in walking our talk whatever your talk is and using this morning and evening check-in time to say, am I living my dream? Mm 
Yeah. Am I being my dream? Am I being the kind of person that I'd want to look back on and say, wow, that person, they might be flawed, right? But man, they're trying every day. And that's the way I look at life is, I don't know about anybody else listening, but I'm imperfect, right? And yeah. all I can do every day is just to try to notice without blame or judgment. You keep hearing me say that, right? No blame, no judgment. Just looking back on my day and saying, God, what did I do? You know, how, how did I do? Was I as attentive to my clients? Or, you know, could I shift it a little better some way or another to be kinder to my partner or to show more love in my life? And some days there's a resounding, yeah, you could do a little better in this area. And sometimes I'm just like, nah, I did okay, right? And so when we do these check-ins with ourselves, where this I think is the key, notice in your life where you're doing well, what feels right, do more of it. Notice in your life where you're not feeling well, where you're not doing what you'd like to optimum, optimally be doing, do less of it. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's amazing. Um, okay, so now let, let's uh, uh, pull it back towards uh, the, you know, the core topic, which is fear. And, and talk about some other people, uh, including myself, and I had this experience myself. We subconsciously sometimes know that whatever we look in, like whatever we find inside us may be not something that we want to find out or we, we have tucked it away um, and we are fearful of discovering that and, and uh, uncovering those hidden, uh, you know, painful instances, traumas. Um, so how do you, how do you, what do you say to, you know, those people, uh, how can they overcome that fear of themselves and finding out what is going on? Hmm. Such a good question. Um, you're so beautiful, right? And that's what I want every listener to know. With all of your strengths, all of your weaknesses, all of your frailties, all of your stumbles, all of your trauma, all of your successes, you are like me. I am like you. We are all the same. So there's nothing... I've seen in my office, in my practice, I worked with juveniles on probation, right, in, you know, years ago. I've seen, maybe in my own life as well, almost every side of darkness that you can see. Yeah. And so when people are afraid about what they'll find when they're going inside, I just want to hug them. <laughs> and say, don't be worried. You're just like me. I'm just like you. We're all the same. Yeah. And barring somebody who's, you know, committed murder or something, right? We all have the same doubts, the same fears. Yeah. We all have similar wounds. They may manifest in different ways, but we're all afraid at the very bottom of it. I think except for maybe there are a few people who, very few outliers, right? But I think we're all at the very, very deep part. Some people will say at the bottom of fear, at the very bottom root of every fear is a fear of death. I hear that, I understand it, and I say, okay, fine, that, that, that's boring. Of course, we're all going to die. I guess we're afraid of that. I think that it's more poignant than that. I think that at the very bottom, we all want to be loved and accepted. Yeah. 
And if we realize that, that no matter who we are running into on the street, in the store, across the business table, right? The other person just wants to be loved and accepted and seen and respected. That's all. They might not know how to get there, right? They might be clumsy at it. They might be mean or critical or whatever, but they're inside. So that's what I tell people is as you start exploring your fears, trust that you are no different than me that I'm no different than you, and that if you're meeting somebody who's unkind and judgmental and makes you feel inferior, guess they're not part of your tribe, are they? (laughs) They have work to do and let them do their work. And You go find a tribe of people who are kind and respectful and supportive and want you to be your best self. And that's the kind of tribe I create for myself. And my tribe contains people of all shapes, colors, you know, genders, whatever, because I believe that that's what's important. Not how much money you make, but how good your heart is, how good your intentions are. And are you kind to people? So I think as you start exploring your internal world, the best thing I could say is be kind to yourself. Yeah. That there's nothing in there that is too strange or too bizarre or too anything because you're human. Yeah. And so that's probably the best gift I could offer. Yeah, right that's there. very well said. Yeah, for sure. Uh, whatever we, we go through, it's, uh, you know, what this is what I have learned as well, that it's actually not our fault, uh, you know, external circumstances they pin that fault at us or for whatever reason we think it's our fault, but we were just trying to react to the situation, I guess. I think so. And here's, I think, a really important part. If we go back in life Mm. and say, I wish I had done that, I should have done that, I should have done that, I better, oh, I made a mistake there, stop, just Mm. stop, take a time out. Mm. Here's what I want you to do if your mind goes to the past. Go to the past to find the lesson. And once you find the lesson in your mistake, when I go back, I very rarely go to my past. If somebody asks me about it, I'll go back and and look at it. But I've gone through my past so well that for every hiccup, every stumble I've made, I can say, and that was brought to me to teach me. Mm. And as long as I learned that lesson, the lesson I was meant to learn, I can forgive myself for not having known sooner. Maybe I need to forgive myself or someone else and then set myself free and move on for the next lesson. I think where it gets interesting is if the universe or God is giving us a lesson again and again and again, an opportunity, and we refuse to learn it. For example, in my practice, sometimes I'll work with somebody who has a pattern of cheating on a mate, being unfaithful. Okay, you get one go at that. You know, in your lifetime, I think you get one go at that. And then you learn, wait a second, this is not integrity. This is not okay. I'm hurting another person. Mm -hmm. I'm hurting another human being. Or with our children, right? We learn how we're parenting and we're going to mess it up. We, we, we just will. So yeah. to turn and say, okay, what did I do that wasn't so effective there? <laughs> the kid's screaming, I'm crying. Okay, this isn't working well. Okay. And so that's how I look at our past. Look at your past. 
something's still haunting you where you're just going, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Have some compassion. Mm. Learn the lesson and then set yourself free. Yeah. Make amends. You know, if you've harmed someone, make amends, take responsibility, and then set yourself free. Because then you're just wasting effort. Once you learn the lesson, let it alone. Yeah. That's great. Just don't do it again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, empathy and compassion, uh, even for your own self, is uh, it goes a long way. Oh, so important. Because if you don't have empathy and compassion for yourself, you will not have it for others. And we always have to watch our internal narrative um, because if we're being unkind to the self, right, then we will ultimately be unkind to others. If we're being kind to the self, then we will ultimately be kind to others. And if we're cheating the self in some way or rationalizing something, Hey, you know, it, it's all that cycle. It's all that cycle. And so for each one, each person to figure out what's your moral compass? What are your values? What's important to you? You have your right to figure that out. I have my right to figure my out. And then whatever that is, stick with it. Stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. And that's how we build self-esteem. And I love that we've gotten to this place because talking about self-esteem is like one of my favorite things in the world. And self-esteem, this is really ties into business because often we'll run into someone in business and we'll say, wow, that person's confident. You know, he dresses amazing or she dresses great and has the hair and the makeup all in the right place and drives the great car. But wait a second. She's cheating on her husband mm. or he's cheating on that business deal. Yeah. Oh, what's going on with that? Oh, he's a great golfer. She's great at yoga, but yeah, I just saw him kick the dog. Right. Mm. Or, you know, he just passed up the donation bucket. Right. And didn't, you know, and so somebody can seem self-confident. Self-confident is about I'm good at math. I'm good at baking. I'm great at soccer. It's a, or I look pretty, right? It's always something sort of outside self-esteem. What, who cares about that? Really? It's fleeting. What self-esteem is and why it ties into business is when we know who we are on the inside, we know our moral code and we live it. We live it. We live it. We walk our talk. And when we stumble, as we sure we will, we pick ourselves up and continue to walk our talk after making amends for for the stumble if we've hurt someone. And that is how in the business community, in the business world, I think we can do our best. Because from that power center, I kind of work on a chakra level, right? From that power center, we can really, because we come from a place of personal belief and then we're radiating that energy to our client. It's not a scam. It's not a sales trick. It is, wait, I believe in, in what I'm doing. And so I think that's how, as long as you're believing in what you're doing, whether you're the world's best father or the world's best, you know, data analyst or the world's best programmer, whatever you are, knowing I'm good at this and I'm constantly striving to be better. What creates better self? And then walking your talk, being a person of integrity, kindness, tenderness, respect. I think that's what's important in the business community. More people, and then when you're doing what you love to do, then money kind of comes with it in a way because then the universe supports you. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, beautiful words. Um, all right. Uh, is there any other uh, question that I have not asked you or something that you may want to share uh, about overcoming your fears and deriving joy um, from your fears? You know, what I would tell, tell listeners is it might sound complex. It might sound like, oh, my God, I could never, could never reach that. And it's like this. When you set your sights on what you want, when you take the time to know what that is from your heart, so many of my clients would tell me, you know, all I had, Dr. Manley, was you in my corner saying, go, 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 you're changing. And I do, I say, have faith, have mm-hmm. faith, have faith, do the work, have faith, do the work, have faith, set the micro, the macro goals and do the micro goals, have faith. And what they will tell me later, one client expressed it this way, it was like being a giant ship. Mm. The ship was turning, 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 and she couldn't feel the ship turning. And I would be saying, you're turning, you're shifting, your life is changing. And only once she got more toward this shore where Mm -hmm. her ship was oriented here, was she able to look back and go, wow, I've transformed my life. And you can do it. You can, using your tagline, you can bootstrap your dreams. Yeah, yeah. You just need to have faith in yourself and to take the action, the action that's going to lead you closer one step at a time to building the life of your dreams. You can absolutely do it. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much uh, for all your wisdom that you have shared with us. Uh, I'm very sure everybody in this uh, in this audience they got a lot of value, and uh, I wish we had more time to spend with you. But uh, before uh, I let you go, can you speak a little bit uh, more about your book and where can they find you, your website, and how they can okay. get in touch? Uh, my book it's Joy from Fear, and it's um, actually I have a little cover right here. It's not the actual book. This is what it looks like. It's Joy from Fear. It's a beautiful cover. Uh And um, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. If you, like me, like supporting local stores, ask your local bookstore. If it's not on their shelves already, it was just released, ask them to bring in a couple of copies. Uh It's well worth its weight. It's like if you can't afford psychotherapy or don't want psychotherapy, I mean, this is a free way to get therapy <laughs> or not free, but almost. And you can also have it on Audible. My mm. website is drcarlamanly.com. Mm. Carla with a C, C-A-R-L-A-M-A-N-L-Y. You can find me on YouTube and meditate with me on YouTube. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, Instagram. Um, and I absolutely welcome questions. So if you email me and you have a question or you've hit a hiccup I'm always delighted to to give some personal um, advice as best I'm able and so that's where you can find me that's great awesome thank you so much I will um, get that information from you and I'll uh, add it to the show notes so that people can find you easily all right thank you so much Uh, thank you for having me what a joy thank you thank you so again I'm Manoj Agarwal and thanks a lot for joining us on Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. And now, if you are an existing or an aspiring technology entrepreneur, then I invite you to check out my new online workshop, Bootstrapping Your Tech Startup Dreams.
go to go.tetranoodle.com slash boot hyphen podcast and sign up for free. I want to make sure more successful and sound decisions are made every day in your tech projects. Let's start finding solutions to your problems. So go to go.tetranoodle.com slash boot hyphen podcast and I look forward to helping you with your tech startups.